This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way, except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright. My name is Adam O'Connell, and we have a very exciting, very spooky guest for today, the second episode of The Scariest Interviews in the World. Yes, we are interviewing David Howard Thornton, who plays the inimitable clown character, Art the Clown, in terrifier on netflix uh it was originally released in 2016 and then wider in 2018 david is a wonderful guest we just finished our interview with him and it went great and you're gonna hear it uh right after this yeah it never fails that the people who play horror villains are the nicest people in the world yes and you know we wanted to talk to art but he art is a silent man so yeah so we just had art sit next to david (laughs) For the whole interview. With one horn. One horn. I did have to edit out all the horns. There might be one that I didn't get. I don't know why you did. They were great. <laughs> well, you know, it was fine when they when there was silence. But when David was trying to talk and he and Art just kept honking the horn, I thought that was kind of rude. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, he's an unhinged man. You can't control. You can't put Art in a box. You can't control yeah, him. Yeah, he's a, he's a rude boy. He's a rebel. A loner. <laughs> Dan Art the Clown. Okay. Yeah. Right after this little musical stinger, we'll get right into the interview with David Howard Thornton. Yeah, enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back from the intro. I hope you had a lovely journey over here. Uh, We are here for our second interview episode with an insanely exciting guest. Um, Everyone say hello to David Howard Thornton of the Terrifier movies. (laughs) How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm so excited. We, Devin and I, just rewatched Terrifier in preparation for this episode. Uh, well, Devin for the first time and me yep. again. So Devin uh, live texted me throughout the whole film. Yeah, I woke up at 8 a.m. this morning with, with one goal, and that was drink some tea and watch this movie. <laughs> what a way to wake up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm wide awake. Oh, I'm sure of it. I said, no matter what happens, I and no matter how insane this movie gets, I need you to at least get to the part where Art is jamming to freeform jazz in the car, because that's <laughs> the most important part of the whole movie for me. Yes. Which is preceded by, I think, my favorite point, which is when Art, <laughs> it cuts away from Art reaching out of the door uh, chained, and then it cuts back to him and he has the horn which I think is one of the most <laughs> incredible sequences in any film ever. Um, but we're, we're jumping ahead. Uh, David, if you could yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give us a brief introduction to yourself and then maybe describe both the terrifier and your character, Art the Clown. Kind of yeah, a, a full sure. rundown. Yeah. Well, I was born a poor... No, <laughs> going into the old jerk routine. <laughs> 
But no, I'm, I'm originally uh, from Huntsville, Alabama. I moved up here back in 2006 to New York City because I decided to stop being pursuing a teaching career and going to acting because that was actually my true passion oh. in life. And I tried to start going off, you know, going into this career to get into, um, I guess you would say, musical theater and voiceover. So I did a lot of that for a while. I, I toured with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical for five years where I played Grandpa Who. And yes. I also understudied Stephen Carl as the Grinch. Uh, if you know oh, who wow. Stephen Carl was, he was uh, oh Roddy Rotten in Lazy Town. So yes, yeah. he was an incredible, incredible physical comedian. So he was kind of like my mentor in a lot of ways. He really helped me fine tune my skills as a physical comedian. So I, I put a lot of what he taught me into Art the Clown. So that was kind of cool. So <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately he passed away from cancer two years ago. So that was, yep. that was a bummer, but I, I like to say, you yeah. know, Stefan's kind of living on through me in some ways. So that's, yeah, there's that's, definitely some Robbie oh, yeah. Rotten. In yes. <laughs> I can see. Yeah. I see Robbie in art in a twisted, demented. Yeah. Way. <laughs> He's like a very evil Robbie Rotten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robbie the Rottenest. <laughs> How would you yes. describe Terrifier as Terrifier and Art the Clown, like as like a film and as a character to people who like maybe haven't seen it or aren't mm -hmm. familiar and maybe even people who are like new to the horror genre? I would say that, uh, well, Terrifier, first of all, is a slasher in every regard. Yes. And we are, I would say Terrifier is an homage to slashers from the 70s and 80s. This is our love letter to those films like the Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and well, even like, uh, you know, uh, Hellraiser and all those films. It's just like there's a little bit of all of those great films and those great iconic villains in Art the Clown. I kind of look at him as an like amalgamation of all of those horror villains. There's a little bit of Freddy and Jason, Mike Myers, Chucky, Leatherface, Pinhead, you know, all those guys in art. And it's it's a hardcore slasher. I will definitely say that we don't yeah. skimp <laughs> on, <laughs> on the no gore and the violence. No, yeah. no. It's it's I would say Terrifier. The first one is basically um, art's introduction to the world. So it happens basically in real time. So it's it's kind of light on plot. It's more a giant cat and mouse game the whole yeah. entire film so but you know that's how a lot of the original films were too like a great point of reference is the original texas chainsaw massacre which really had no plot at all it was just pure craziness <laughs> yeah exactly so you put these characters in an environment with this impending very serious danger and just let everything go crazy and like that's all you need i think for especially a slasher need. like this yeah. yeah, it's it's the sequels that build on the mythos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it definitely highlights the it highlights not only Art the Clown as a character, but it also highlights the absolutely killer special effects throughout mm -hmm. the entire movie. Like I was saying to Adam, it, it's so gory that it gets to a point like it passes the oh okay, this is just gore. We're just we're good now. <laughs> point. <laughs> To where you're just you're you're like, wow, that man's head is off of his body and it looks really real, uh, which is such a fun <laughs> point to get to with slasher films. Oh, yeah, that that that, that prosthetic was amazing. I, I it was uncanny how much that looked like the actor, Mike Levy. It was just like, wow, this is. <laughs> yeah, they're all gorgeous. And I can't I can't imagine what it's like to like work on set with 
props and prosthetics that are that realistic. Because like, I feel like if you look at them long enough, you're kind of like, oh, that is like a person's head. Like there's no bells and whistles or tricks to remind yourself that like, oh, this is a fake thing. I can't imagine how in like an acting environment that what that does for your performance to be like holding something that looks so real. Oh, it, it's pretty, pretty in, insane at times. It's the, the, especially <laughs> in the middle of filming part two, there's some prosthetics I had to work with. And also I, I would forget sometimes I, I thought that was the actual actor there. And I'm like, Oh wait, no, that's, that's not, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. This looks so much like you. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. So speaking kind of on villains, villains are always kind of like a fun challenge for actors, for some more than others, but especially horror villains who a lot of the time don't mirror how we like perceive humans to act. They act in such an unexpected way. And that is Mm -hmm. especially true for art, who doesn't act like any human or being that I've (laughs) ever come across. So how like how do you find that as an actor? How do you prep and like? How do you make decisions for how art is as a character? Well, um, there are very many different ways I approach the character. First of all, I, um, I'm not the first actor to play him. Uh, he was originally played right. by Mike Gianelli in the anthology film All wow. Hallows' Eve. So Mike set a really good foundation for me to build off of. Kind of like, you know, how Kane Howder had all those other previous Jasons to build off of for years he but then he took it and further evolved the character in a lot of ways with physicality and that's what i want to do with art as well so uh, the difference between mike and i is like mike didn't have any prior training in physical comedy or clowning like i had and that's what i wanted to bring more of to the character uh so that's what that was my goal and so what i did i i you know of course, looked at, you know, Mike's performance. And I also referenced a lot of horror villains before me, especially like Freddy Krueger. He was a great frame of reference for me. But I also delved into my love for iconic uh, silent clowns, I guess you could say, from film like Chaplin and Buster Keaton and Harpo Marx and also uh, Mr. Bean. I, I yes. back yeah. when I was about thirteen or fourteen years old, my aunt gifted me this box set of all these old Mr. Bean videos, and I, I sat there and just devoured them. I would watch them day in day out because I, I loved his physicality. I loved that idea of this mischievous silent clown that was he, he, he wasn't necessarily evil, but he was a kind of an asshole yeah chaotic <laughs> yeah he was very chaotic and, and i loved that i was like oh i would love to play a character like that so i tapped back into that i was like that i i would back when i was younger i wanted to play a character like mr bean and that's how i kind of looked at art i was like he's a very evil version of mr bean he's like if you took mr bean and put him on steroids and i also kind of looked at him and like he's also kind of like the bastard child of freddy krueger and harpo marx so that's how I ah, kind of match made in heaven. At him. It really <laughs> heaven and hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both at the same time. A match made in my personal yeah. own hell of worst yeah. nightmares. <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, on that point. The the film itself was like edited, written, co-produced, directed, effects made by Damien Leone, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder how much there there are certain moments in the film that must that that for art that must be scripted. But there's also a lot of very small things you do that are very 
reminiscent of silent clown work. How much of those moments uh, came from the script and direction and the past portrayals versus what you specifically brought to him? I would say that was about 50-50 because Damien had a lot of ideas about what he wanted for the character. Damien is like one of those like Stanley Cooper type of directors at times where he, <laughs> where he knows exactly how everything needs to look. I, I, I've seen him on set just move a, a a scalpel that's lying down on a table that I don't even touch, but he'll move it just a slight bit until it's just in the perfect position for him. It's just those kind of things where it's like, geez, man, you really know what you want, but he that's what he, he knows what he wants. He knows exactly how he wants things to look. Sometimes he, he will tell me exactly what kind of face I need to be making in a scene and i'm like okay cool cool cool. and so, and, and I, I remember one scene where i was like uh uh-huh, what are you going with here I, I thought it was the strangest thing it's the scene where uh tara's character is running in the the building and she comes across me for the first time and i'm just standing completely still with my hands up and then i lunge at her after a <laughs> yeah. while and it, it, it was the weirdest thing as an actress to do that. I'm like, why am I just doing that? I'm just standing here like this. <laughs> like, I don't get how this is scary at all. He's like, just trust me on this. Trust me. When you see it in the film, it's going to be freaky. And then I'm like, yeah, he, he was totally right. That is kind of very unnerving just to come across this guy just kind of standing there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, I trust him. I trust him on that. We've talked about uh, we've talked about before on this show, kind of like for people who make horror, both film and haunted attraction stuff. This idea of like, I think Devin called it like the the special scary sauce that yes. like the secret uh, scary the secret scare sauce. The se- mm-hmm. Yeah, that that certain directors or people who make haunted attractions will add to film or whatever it is that they're making that maybe like an audience member wouldn't notice kind of like a scalpel being moved slightly over but makes so much of a difference in the movie Mm -hmm. and i think that what you said too about the idea of this freddy krueger mr bean buster keaton sort of amalgamation is something like that kind of silent clowning and uh, of sorts you don't often see in a horror context like usually when you see silent horror villains there are people like mike myers who are kind of the silent and stoic type and Mm -hmm. then the chaotic kind of clowning types like freddy krueger or chucky tend to have more like quips and one-liners so to to take those two things and put them together uh in this kind of silent character i think is a really what makes art stand out as this that like that's his special kind of scary thing that mm-hmm. we're also familiar with this funny silent clowning but to see it in like this horrifying hellish context is what makes him stand out oh, yeah. that's what i love about him that's that's he's like the best of both worlds and is that's the like the there's this one point where the homeless woman points out that you know, he's doing this because it's fun to him it's funny to him yeah, he laughs. It, 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 that, that's how we know he likes it. It's because he's laughing. Yeah, it, it's, it, and that's basically all you need to know about the character is like, you know, because I, I get people all the time asking, it's like, why does he do what he's doing? It's like, because he finds it to be fun. This yeah. is this yeah. is entertainment to him. This is this is how Art? he gets his rocks off. So I'm like, that's kind of scary in itself. It's like, this is funny to him. <laughs> yeah, Art does everything for the bit. Like, yeah, it's been like my commits. favorite part of the movie when he's listening to jazz in the car. That's not for anybody. That's for him. Like, that's for the bit. No. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I love about it. And that's where like Damien gave me a lot of like free range in those kind of areas just to you know play around. Like the best example of that's the pizzeria scene. Where oh my it's god! Like, it's so I had good. so much fun doing that scene because there's so much I got to do so much playing around with that that scene, and you, you get to. That's what I love about that scene too is you see every facet that you need to know about the character. You see his his creepy side when he first comes in and is leering at the girls, and you see his little playful side where he's kind of joking around with them, making faces and all that. Then you just see his flat out vicious side when he kills everybody in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. I, it's that great. Scene, it's like that's that all scene you need is to fascinating. Because it it establishes how how unique of a villain uh, art will be for the rest of the film. Because I feel like a lot of other horror films might set that scene up in the same way. Have you sit mm-hmm. in the diner stall and then that's the whole scene. But the fact yeah. that you interact with the two women immediately and you're like putting the ring on and taking selfies and like it is such a different feeling that in a in a regular movie would be for laughs or for exposition and in this movie it is just to unsettle you it is just to say you've seen other slasher films this is not one of those because (laughs) art the clown is gonna he's gonna rock your he's gonna rock your socks right off it's incredible Oh, I love it. I love it. It's Oh yeah. That's one thing we've also done with the characters like basically anytime he does a kill, he has some kind of little wink to the audience, like a little <laughs> yeah. joke he puts in there or something because it's it's for his amusement and I, I think that's part of his trademark. It's like yeah. when he doesn't do that, you know he's serious. So like he he doesn't have that wink to the audience when he, you know, kills that one character i don't in case there's spo- i don't know if we're doing spoilers or not but <laughs> oh yeah you can spoil you can spoil <laughs> okay yeah. yeah it's like when he when he kills uh tara with the gun that's the one time he doesn't have a wink to the audience he's just like nope i'm done with this one <laughs> yeah this, yeah this is uh, this is actually you know this is this is serious it's like i actually mean this kill I, i'm done yeah. with her we talked uh, a lot about the gun use in our in our text chain about the taboo in slasher films of killers don't use guns and Mm -hmm. the like movie reason is that oh guns are boring but i immediately was like no art (laughs) art needed to use a gun he was done he kept he keeps it in his back pocket for emergencies and this was an emergency Mm -hmm. and he used it and i thought (laughs) it was such a the magic of art the clown is that he can solve any of those little problems you have he's a panacea for all like horror movie (laughs) plot holes that a youtuber would talk about he's just he's that <laughs> yep. much he's the that idea much of calling art in any way magical is horrifying and well wonderful he turns to me. on and off the electricity at the end how do you do that <laughs> yeah he's a magic true. clown he is a magic clown uh speaking <laughs> of the of, magic clown <laughs> speaking of chaotic clowns i have to ask how much how much did you take from the joker from nightwing how how much did the Joker come back to you as you're playing art? Because you you play the most iconic scary clown in all of media in playing the Joker, <laughs> and then you make your own iconic clown in art. How, yeah, I yeah, definitely put a little bit of it. Joker around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, you know there's the difference between Joker and art is you know Joker's a very verbal character. He's all about yeah. monologuing. It's just, they even kind of joke about that in some of the Batman comics. It's like, oh my god, just get him to monologue and you could sneak up on him because he's he's so full of himself. Yeah, but they definitely <laughs> share the same theatricality. Yes, they in, definitely in have almost, that same theatricality. Yeah, 
yeah it's fascinating yeah you, you have to have that fun flair and and you can definitely see some joker like qualities even in his facial features as well there's a little bit he kind of looks a little bit like joker in some ways so it's like yeah yeah, yeah. there's definitely an influence there yeah and then in kind of talking about the idea we've talked about this before on the show and we can't seem to come up with like a concrete definite answer, nor can anybody, but kind of speaking about the Joker and about art is like, why do you think in horror culture, we are so afraid of clowns? Like, I know there's a lot of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, Tim Curry's performance in it made people afraid of clowns or it's the uncanny Valley or all sorts of different references for why people are afraid of clowns. But to you, like what makes clowns so scary? Well, I think part of it is the the um, the uncanny valley, which you talked about, or you know, is um, it's because they're so close to looking human like, but they're not, and I th- I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit freaky to people, and I think what makes them more scary as well is when you know the history, you know, John Wayne Gacy. But what right. he did with Pogo, uh, that's 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 you have that always in the back of your mind. You always you always have Gacy in the back of your mind now when it comes to clowns. I know I and always the, have I, Gacy in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's also that that idea that clowns are supposed to be good. They're supposed to be there for everybody to make people happy to for amusement. And, and that idea that that. That they that that concept has been perverted in such a way that it's the opposite of what a clown should be. A clown should not be killing people and you know stalking people and all that. That's that I think that adds that extra little bit of creepiness to the characters that way. I, I, I think that's what scares yeah. people. Is that it's that it's the combination of all those things. Yeah, yeah, especially about them being kind of almost human. Is that clowns? And I think a lot of horror comes from this of people or things acting in a way you don't expect or you don't anticipate breaking someone's expectations of what a clown should be or how things in the world should work i think is where a lot of horror kind of comes from so to have something that looks almost human and has like human features but they're exaggerated or they're not quite right and then especially at the end when art comes back from the dead um, whatever mm-hmm. supernatural abilities he may have, like that's regardless, that's not something you expected out of him because right. prior to this, he seemed to be bounded by the limits of human capability. But then that kind of gets thrown out the window. So um, that's yeah. something that you wouldn't expect. And that makes him even scarier. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think also it's just like clowns are known for being unpredictable. And I think that's mm-hmm. that that unpredictability factor there also is a little bit freaky, too, because you don't know what to expect from him. Yeah, it, it almost seems like... You don't like, know what to expect from any clown. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like uh, Clowns in the positive form are, you know, entertainment for children by being exaggerated and near human. And they can do uh, things that we wouldn't think possible as a kid, like turn a balloon into a fun looking dog. But then you translate yeah. that unpredictability and that exaggerated humanity into the adult realm and it becomes terrifying not only because of the unpredictability, but also because of the connection we have to clowns as a child. Right. I think a lot of that has gone away now because a lot of kids are afraid of clowns, which fair Yeah, enough. the idea of a horror clown has kind of almost taken over the image of a positive clown. I feel like a lot of people, yeah. when they think about clowns now, they associate it with horror or something terrifying yeah. rather than 
children's clowns or commedia or any kind of other form of clowning. I've actually gotten some hate from real clowns because of this. Like, oh, how no. dare you oh, do no. this to clowns? So I'm like, Whoa. oh, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, calm down. Yeah. I know. As, I, I've. As two actors who have done clown training, <laughs> I, I, I'm not offended. I think you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I know. Just, I, I feel. I don't know. I feel for professional clowns who may, like a lot of the times this idea of a horror clown can uh, like hurt their business or image, but mm-hmm. also they're so different because horror clowns typically and shouldn't exist in our actual world, except for like you know when people dress up as scary clowns and stand out on the side of the road for six months yeah. for some reason. But other than that, they tend to stay in kind of the fiction realm. Um, And I just think and I think in a way it can just be like it's another form of clowning, you know, it's Mm -hmm. exaggerated humanity and it's it's just in a different way instead of for delight. It's for terror and fear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So since we uh, on this podcast talk a lot about uh, we talk a lot about haunted attractions and haunted houses and kind of the uh, the entertainment industry kind of side of horror, if there were a haunted attraction based on terrifier or based on art. What do you think would like have to be included in like such a, like such an attraction? <laughs> <laughs> because that will be my dream to have a terrifier haunt and um, no one's done it yet. So I want to know what's the dream has. pitch. Someone has really? some. Uh, yeah. I, I um, down in North Carolina last year, um, I went, as a, um, a haunted attraction called Pinhead's Graveyard, and they have different scenes from different horror films in that. Oh, and oh I was invited down for one weekend. I spent down there and I signed autographs and all that. But uh, the uh, Thomas who runs it, he played art in one of the segments in there, and it was probably the longest segment that you go through. And he did a whole. <laughs> whole thing with having someone come over and sit on his lap and taking selfies and he did the ring (laughs) and then he revealed a body hanging upside down he went over and started cutting it and stuff it it, it was really cool yeah he he went all out on it it was that has to be the scene that probably is the scene is the yeah (laughs) i feel like though the poor lady who becomes two poor ladies Mm -hmm. (laughs) well you definitely have to Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just, just going to say, like, if you were going to, like, dedicate a, a whole experience to 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 art or to Terrifier, mm-hmm. like, there are so many iconic moments. It would be hard to pick, like, what exactly to put in. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to put the horn in somehow, though. That's that's yes. his oh, trademark yeah. is yeah. that horn is like he that's how he taunts people. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you should also include uh, whoever's playing art riding up riding the bicycle. But specifically oh, yeah. in the behind the scenes footage where you're singing Bicycle by Queen, because that that's what I want. Oh, that yeah, was, that that was such good. a delirious night on set. <laughs> that we seems like tell. it was the product of a delirious evening. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I think that was maybe like four o'clock in the morning when we're filming. So we're all very delirious at that point. So that that, that was a fun night, though. I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know how many times I crashed that damn bicycle. 
it's a bike, right? It's not oh, a yeah. tricycle. Oh no, it's a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. It's just That's like these two so tiny, good. tiny little wheels. And I mean, I'm I'm six two, so I mean, it's already hard enough for me to ride it. Then I had to ride it with those big, huge waffle stopping shoes that I was wearing. So I was just like, oh yeah, my really? lord! At first, we didn't even know if I was going to be able to ride it, and so I had to practice on it and I got <laughs> it going. But oh boy, that was. It was fun though. It was it was fun <laughs> at the same time. But I mean, I would be sometimes just riding, and I would just randomly just fall to the side for no reason. I'm like, oh Lord, okay, cut. Let's do it again. <laughs> I, I I like the idea of in universe art also struggling to ride the bike. Like yeah, yeah. he does it for the image, but yeah. he also can't quite figure it out. That's why he oh, has yeah. the gun. That, that was a real crash too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was so happy when I saw the final cut of the film when that Damien had kept that crash in. I I was laughing hysterically. I was like, oh thank God you kept that in. That's fantastic. I love it because it, it it adds a little extra flavor to the character when you know things don't always go right with him and I'm, i love that it's, yeah <laughs> oh yeah some of my favorite moments are when art like repeatedly gets knocked out with the like two by fours because mm-hmm. things aren't always particularly going his way i feel like it's such a slasher thing to like you know you shoot michael myers or jason and they keep going but to have art get taken down even for a couple of seconds is really fun and interesting and different yeah, as like a Tom and Jerry-ish type of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a cat and Weird, mouse, exactly. Like Looney Tunes type of like, you know, aspect to the character in that way. It's like, yeah, he, he he's kind of cartoonish in that way where he can take a licking and keep on ticking. But, you know, it will take him down for a second and he's pops back up. He's like, okay, back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're gonna we're going to wrap up there. But speaking of art popping back up, there is a second Terrifier film in the works, yes? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I mean, yeah. we um, were almost finished filming when uh, we had to go into lockdown with this virus. I think I had maybe like four or five more days left on set. So, like, the majority of the film is already finished. Like, right before we went into lockdown, we were filming probably the biggest set piece in the film, which is that shit crazy it's oh <laughs> yes i really oh, wish i could tell you what we're doing in this scene but this is one of those <laughs> things that everybody's going to be talking about is yeah. this is one of those things that might have to be included in in a like a haunt one day because there's so much that goes on in this scene and we're probably going to get a little bit of hate from some people for this scene too because it's some controversial things in it and <laughs> oh man oh i'm uh, right uh, well, art's a controversial man so yeah. oh yeah yeah you got to you got to you got to push that envelope yeah. and so yeah. but it's oh, yeah. it's so this i and damien right now even though we're in lockdown he's been you know not slacking at all he's been editing everything we filmed up to this point so he's trying to keep us on track right now so and he sent me some of the the scenes already so i could look at them where he's already put the sound effects and the music and everything in and it's just like oh my god it's i I think terrifier 2 is going to blow terrifier 1 out of the water and it's because we we have kept everything true to the character you know we, we haven't pulled back in any ways we've just only added more into it like we've we're we're a lot more plot 
oriented this time, I guess you could say, because now we're trying to build the universe around art and see how he affects that world around him. So he brought in a fantastic leading lady this time. A great, great final girl, Scream Queen. I, I think this character is Sienna. People are just going to love her character. She kicks so much ass. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm she, so she, excited. She's fantastic. She's not one of just like those demure, just uh, type of characters. She's <laughs> She, she's got an edge to her, and I love it. Because that's that's the type of person like art needs to go up against. He needs to go up against someone that has an edge to them, that they're just as messed up as he is in some way. So that's what <laughs> oh, I yeah. like about this character. Yeah. It's like I'm so excited for people to see her, and she has you know her the relationship she has with her brother, which is you know he's almost kind of like a Tommy Jarvis type of character in some ways, which I really like too. So I'm like, oh, this Ooh. is it's 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 so much. fun fun I, I think everybody's just going to love what we're doing in this film that's oh, so God, exciting so Hopefully. excited, I'm so, excited. I'm so yeah. excited for everybody <laughs> we'll have you come back when you can talk about it <laughs> oh because there's so much i want to talk about yeah. <laughs> it drives me crazy because oh my god it's just Oh. <laughs> what a golden yeah. egg you're sitting on but keep, oh. keep it under wraps and we'll all know soon <laughs> yeah yeah oh. is there anything else you want to you want to pimp promote social media is anything like that yeah i'm on um facebook and instagram under david howard thornton and i'm also because i, I do a lot of conventions but because of the you know the pandemic right now i can't mm-hmm. do conventions but uh I do, uh, if, if anybody still wants me to do anything for them, I, I do uh, Cameo, which is like ah, where you can record yeah. little videos and stuff like that. You pay like a small fee. And I, I charge the same as I charge for an autograph. I just charge $30. I know a lot of people charge like over 100 I'm like, I'm, I don't want people going broke just to get like a a minute and a half, two minute long video from me. But yeah, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, I, I do a lot of birthdays and stuff like that for people. So it's, it's oh, kind cool. of fun. So you can yeah. find me on Cameo if you want under David H. Thornton. It's kind yeah. of, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. great. And go watch everyone. Go watch Terrifier on Netflix. Like, yes, you were all watching a bunch of movies and TV shows on lockdown right now anyway. So take the time go watch terrifier especially if you like slasher movies you're gonna have a great time yeah and stan art the clown yeah (laughs) yeah stan art the clown is the thesis yes thank you thank you so much for coming on it was it was absolutely amazing having you oh well it was great being here thanks for having me (laughs) yeah thanks so much best of luck with uh the with the rest of the filming of the second movie we are so excited to see what Art's bringing this time. I think it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's bringing a lot. Trust me on that. (laughs) There will be a lot of blood. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What fun. From the interview. What fun that was. What fun. Yeah, uh, David was an absolutely incredible guest and really needs needs no more we already gave him all the praise. Yeah. He was incredible and amazing. And now we get down to brass tacks. Yeah, go watch Thank Terrifier on Netflix. Listening. Yes, go watch Terrifier on Netflix. And also, if you enjoyed this episode of The Great American Scream, be sure to rate and review us on whatever service you happen to use. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you really enjoyed, the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Truly 
please, please, please tell your friends. We are having so much fun making this show for y'all and the growth is so exciting. I love seeing people share our Facebook posts and like them and comment. It is so much fun. Uh, Adam, could you pimp those social medias, please? Yes, we are on Facebook at The Great American Scream, and we are also on Twitter at Great Scream Pod. If you have feedback or if there's something that you would like us to talk about on the show, you can tweet at us or post on our page using the hashtag TGAS. Yes. And if you are a horror professional or somebody in the horror industry and you'd like to chat with us on an episode of the podcast in our interview series, during this time when we all have some free time to talk to each other, you can email me at devin at devinwright.com and we will connect from there. Uh, a special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo, who recorded the disclaimer at the beginning of this video. He's back. He's back. He's That's beautiful right. and he's back. And a another special thanks goes to Stevie Viola, who wrote the song at the beginning and end of our podcast. I believe that'll do it for us here on the Great American Scream. Next week, we return to the Internet Horror Series. This episode will be on video games. So if you have any video games that you've been scared by, be sure to share them with us. I would love to chat about scary video games. And other than that, I have been Devin Wright. I have been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked. And Adam? Just do it safely. Do it safely. Don't do it like Art the Clown. Don't... That doesn't just apply to getting spooked, it applies to everything. everything.